watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, does that silence it a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Miss. Pop pass in the middle. Got Tucker's it. got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit and in. Bernard's touchdown. The Bills make me wanna shout. Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. It go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On The Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7 FM Herb wherever you are whatever you are doing ESPN app seen heard and everything in between the mighty magical stupendous amazing Oh, baby, what's happening there? You can watch a radio show. Try not to be too amazed at the modern technology coming your way while you're watching a radio show as it happens, chatting with that radio show as it happens, and getting your own show within the show. Extra added bonus. The show had a baby just for you. During radio breaks, we keep the microphone and the camera on so we can keep talking to you. We got to get a lot done in a short period of time today, friends, because a programming note, Uncle Brent is only here until 5 p.m. Today, I wanted to get back on my summer schedule early. No, that's not it. Uh, We uh, got a little lacrosse game, putting the big J hat on tonight. Uncle Brent's going to be there tonight at the JMA Wireless Dome. And Uncle Brent's going to be there Saturday at the JMA Wireless Dome. A full weekend of lacrosse coming up. Syracuse basketball is off on the men's side, but uh, still plenty happening in uh, a very busy dome coming up here. So I'm going to be heading to the lacrosse game, which has a 6 o'clock face-off, which you can hear over on Brostat TK99, don't forget, as the Orange host Albany. So uh, we're only going to be here until 5 o'clock, so your Super Bowl thoughts, weekend thoughts, anything you want to get in, you only have until 5 o'clock to do it. At 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter, or as mentioned, the terrific live chat at QSportsTalk.com. We mentioned uh, the lacrosse weekend coming up. Uh, we're going to listen in to what uh, some players and coaches have to say. It is a uh, juicy opener for the women's lacrosse team tomorrow. Northwestern knocked them out of the tournament last year, and Northwestern's in town tomorrow for that matchup. As we mentioned, the men's team gets Albany tonight to open things up, so we'll look at that. Of course, with the Super Bowl coming up this weekend, which you can hear right here via our friends at Westwood One. Super Bowl coverage starts at 2 o'clock Sunday. Keep it with you as you get your Super Bowl parties ready on ESPN Radio AM 1200. You can catch the game starting at 6.30 on all of our ESPN stations, brought to you by Sky to Ground Utilities and Beyond. And Ryan Phelps Auto. Got you covered right here. 
Super Bowl 57, or LVII if you prefer. One last blitz, the Super Bowl blitz, coming up later on in the show. And uh, look, it's, it's you know, back in the day, Rush Limbaugh used to do open line Friday, right? That's kind of the mood we're in today. Right, it's not a usual Friday. We got the Super Bowl coming up. We got men's basketball off this weekend, which is weird. It's rare. It's different. So let's just kind of talk about a bunch of stuff. Let's look at some other things. Let's shine the spotlight in other ways. But we will certainly bring you the Super Bowl blitz because you've been waiting to hear the Super Bowl blitz before you make your Super Bowl picks. I know. I, I just. I know it's been a tough week. You've been waiting it out. I'm not doing anything, making any moves on this game until. We get the Super Bowl Blitz from Uncle Brent. That will be coming your way a little bit later on here. So uh, let's dive into a, a few other things here in our uh, one hour with you today. Syracuse women's basketball had a, a terrific win last night. Now, I know North Carolina was uh, down a little bit here, but that's not their fault. It's not Syracuse's fault that North Carolina was missing some key players, was banged up, came into this game in a, a situation where they weren't the full number 14 North Carolina Tar Heels. But as we said, that's not Syracuse's problem. And as it looks here, Tim Leonard tweeting this out today. First ranked win of the season. Latest ESPN bracketology is out. And look at this, friends. In the first four out category is your Syracuse Orange. We're used to having this discussion about the men's team and Joe Lenardi's bracketology. This is Charlie Cream's bracketology on ESPN. So first four out, they're on the board. They've got a a huge game Sunday against Notre Dame, which, of course, you can hear right here on ESPN Syracuse, your home for Syracuse women's basketball. And as Tim Leonard, uh, the voice of Syracuse women's basketball, said earlier today on these very airwaves, the path to the tournament is starting to clear up a little bit for Felicia Legat, Jack, and company. Well, they were next four out going into the game last night and kind of the Monday version of the bracketology. He updated after the Thursday games, and now they're first four out. So I figure, you know, you've got four more games left. Two of them are against ranked teams the next two. You're at Notre Dame, which is the number 10 team in the country. You're at Florida State a week from yesterday, so Thursday. Next week, that's the number 19 team in the country. Then you play Miami at home, which they're basically one of those teams that's kind of hovered around the polls all season long, still a very good team. And then at Pittsburgh, a team you beat earlier at home, and and you should beat Pittsburgh. They've only won one game in conference all year. But you've got three games that if you get maybe one or two of those, and then you go into the ACC tournament, you kind of do your job in that. I think we're talking about a tournament team, which has definitely been the goal all season, but this is as close as they've been to kind of right in the mix of the NCAA tournament picture after a win like that. Tim Tim Leonard earlier today right here on ESPN Syracuse and Orange Nation. A huge third quarter last night where Syracuse outscores North Carolina 31-14. to And look, we're just kind of taking for granted how consistent Daisha Fair is, how good she is, how she has uh, just continued to pile up points as consistent a player as you're going to find in the ACC. And now... Yeah, we talk so much about who's going to come and go via the transfer portal and the pros. That conversation is ever-present. I mean, she's got a decision to make at the end of this year. 
Coach Jack has said openly, I hope we can convince her to come back. She talked about it earlier this week on this show. She could be a top pick. She could be a first-round pick. She could work her way into that conversation the more she keeps playing like this and will only elevate her status so she can play Syracuse into the tournament. She's a dynamic talent. She just continues to score, but you know, in that she's almost like Judah on the men's side in that you have a scoring point guard, but that can dish out assists and is as tough to stop as any player in the league. Georgia Woolley's been fantastic. She had over 20 points again last night. I believe that's the fifth game she's done that this year. Outside threat, you leave her open, she's going to bury you. You know, Lewis just crashing the boards. Once again, last night, they're getting healthier. They still have a couple players. Tisha Hyman's got to get back to 100%. She's not quite there yet. Asia Strong would fit that category, too. But, you know, that's something to really root for here. The men's team is not making the tournament unless they make the ACC tournament, unless they win the ACC tournament. They, of course, make the ACC tournament. They have to win the ACC tournament to get to March Madness. Felicia Leggett, Jack's team, may not have to do that. I think they have, as Tim noted there, have to have a strong showing in the postseason, but I don't think they have to win it. Opportunities abound. Notre Dame's the next one on Sunday. That's on the road. That's a little tougher than what we saw at the Dome last night. And Felicia brought it up earlier this week on the show because I asked about the fourth quarter, and she said, look, we like to put an emphasis on the first three quarters. How about that third quarter out of halftime? Kind of pop North Carolina on the nose, 31-14 quarter, and uh, it led to Syracuse being able to hold on and grab a ranked win. First one under Coach Jack. So, milestone there. We mentioned a busy lacrosse weekend at the Dome. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Albany brings back a lot of scores from last year. It's not exactly uh, a murderer's row in the sense of, like, Graydon Hogg finished with 38 points last year, and he's their top returning scorer. It's not a, a lot for a returning scorer, right? They brought in T.J. Sheehan, who's a talented uh, attackman from Denver. He's going to be interesting to watch. Syracuse brought in Alex Sim- Simmons pardon me, from Denver, who had an electric debut. That attack for Syracuse, I mean, you're talking about Finn Thompson, Simmons, Joey Spelina, and you invert Owen Hiltz. Putting all four of them on the field at the same time is very smart. Now, I, th- I still need to see some things develop on the midfield. Defensively, Will Mark played out of his mind last week against Vermont in a tight 7-5 game. I don't think you can count on that week in and week out. you got to make some stops. I think Albany's a better team than Vermont, at the very least on paper. Syracuse lost to Albany last year. This is, in a sense, a revenge game. I'm going to play some more clips later in the show, but... Gary Gate said this about the schedule this week. The schedule was made with purpose. A lot of games early before you kind of dive into the pool against, you know, a defending national champion and a top team in the country in Maryland. Here's what Gary said. We wanted to, because we knew we had a very young team, we wanted to get a few games in before we got into, you know, the number one team defending national champs. You know, week two. So I, I don't think there's a better way to do it than play multiple games so you have tons of film and tons of opportunity to help guys learn the game through real game experience. So that's why we have three games in the first week. And uh, I, I think it, uh, 
I, I hope it pays off. I think that's a smart approach, and you get Albany early. There's not a lot of players left on this team that played in that Albany game last year. Pete Farini did, Jackson Burtwistle did, a couple defenders, but not a ton. So, But that feeling is lingering. They went to Albany last year. It was pouring rain. Albany, a team that had only been scoring 10 goals a game, put up 14 on Syracuse. It was a huge moment for Albany. And I don't think Syracuse is going to forget that going into this game tonight. So they have two games in three days. Holy Cross comes in Sunday. On the women's side, Northwestern, you just can't get a better team to start with. It's Meg Carney of the Orange Notes here. Um, I mean, we're obviously playing with a chip on our shoulder this year, uh, especially since they just ended our season. That's who we last played, and now we're starting with them. So it's kind of like crazy. I mean, we've never done anything like that before. We've never started with a top-five team, but definitely just makes it more exciting. It's a very great game to watch. I mean, I'm hoping the Dome's going to be packed. And on top of that, you have Maryland next week on Friday. So schedule with purpose. The men's team wants to build up to its tough games. The women's team's like, let's just jump right in the pool against one of the best teams in the country. Izzy Skane is back for Northwestern, who is in the short breath, is the best player in college lacrosse, men or women. But you know who else is? Megan Tyrell. You know who else is? We just heard the voice. Emma Tyrell is back. Emma Ward is back. Sierra Cockrell is back. Syracuse added Abigail Lagos, who won a national championship and scored a bunch of points at Indianapolis, right? I still think the goalie situation is one to watch, and I'm kind of wondering how Syracuse is going to overcome the loss of Sarah Cooper defensively. It's more of a collective approach, and they have one of the best uh, draw personnel in the country, Kate Mashevsky noted, right? So I feel like I've said this a lot in recent years, but I'm going to say it again. If this team can stay healthy, they are in the short breath of teams that can win the national championship. I think that's going to be tough considering who's still at the top, what North Carolina still has, what Maryland still has, what Northwestern brings back, and you know those, those four or five teams that kind of take turns on the Ferris wheel, if you will, like, no, it's my turn to be the championship contender. No, it's my turn. No, it's my turn, right? But that is such a huge key, and I know they've taken some major steps to do that. They're using technology. They, uh, the, the women's team, uh, the men's team does this too, and I think other teams at Syracuse are doing it, but it's a little more crucial on the women's side, and what they're doing is they have, like, these GP bracelets that they wear that tracks everything. How well did you sleep? What did you eat today? Uh, how you're feeling physically? And they kind of compute all this stuff. And based on that, they determine what your reps are at practice, how hard you should go. There was just a lot of ACL injuries, a lot of soft tissue injuries, and they're trying as best as they can to prevent that. So it's always a big if in sports. It's the big if for that team. So here we have a situation where a men's basketball team is fighting for its very life and is not in the NCAA tournament unless they win the ACC tournament. The women's team can play its way in. Men's lacrosse is building back from one of its worst seasons of all time, and I way too early to make a judgment on this, but they'll have to fight scratch and claw to get in the NCAA tournament, whereas the women's team is in the short breath of teams, and I will put this big if on it, if they stay healthy, that could be in the running for the national championship, right? So let's put a little bit more of the shine on women's sports up at Syracuse because they're doing some big things. 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter, and uh, the 
live chat humming at QSportsTalk.com. There's a little football game going on this weekend. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not going to make you wait to the Super Bowl Blitz. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. I think you kind of knew I was hinting at that uh, through the week. And I picked the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl to start the year. doesn't mean I have to pick them to win the Super Bowl. But I am going to pick them to win the Super Bowl. And I'll get into that later in the program during the Super Bowl Blitz. I'll tell you who I'm picking. But I'll give you more of the particulars and the score and some of the great prop bets and all the Super Bowl stuff you would expect later on in the show. I do want to... Take a break now. Come back and, and get into the lacrosse a little bit more. Listen to a few things that Gary Gate, Kayla Trainer, and a few players we caught up with this week said. You want to jump in on the Super Bowl? You want to talk SU men's basketball even with the team off? Like we said, we kind of got an open uh, forum for you today. Open line Friday, as uh, Rush Limbaugh used to do. Just kind of chilling here till remember, only 5 o'clock today. We only have one hour today. We're going to sign off at 5 o'clock. Uh, One-hour show as I'll be up covering the lacrosse game tonight. So let's get at it. You guys ready? 437-7644 to jump on board. We'll take a break. Come back. You're on the block. ESPN Radio. QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent X. Welcome back. Grace Potter not playing the Super Bowl halftime show. She is playing here next month. And Homer. Uncle Brent's going to be there. Say hello if you're going to be there, too. You got me down on the all right. I know you've been waiting all week before you've made any moves whatsoever uh, for entertainment purposes only when it comes to a little football game coming up this weekend. A football game you can hear right here on all of our ESPN Syracuse stations, brought to you by Sky to Ground Utilities and Beyond and Ryan Phelps Auto, pregame show at 2 o'clock, starting over on ESPN Radio AM 1200. Then everybody joins the party for kickoff. Super Bowl LVII, or 57, if you prefer. Eagles and the Chiefs. Glendale, Arizona, with your Philadelphia Eagles. Predicted by Uncle Brett at the beginning of the season to go to the Super Bowl, are here in the Super Bowl. Who's the other team that I picked to go to the Super Bowl? Let's not talk about it. The Eagles are minus one and a half. With the over-under at 51. Five of the last seven Super Bowls, including the last four, have hit the under. Teams that have covered the spread in the Super Bowl have won the game outright in 12 of the past 13 Super Bowls. That trend ended last year when Cincinnati lost but covered the four and a half against the Rams. In Super Bowl history, favorites are 27 27 and 2 straight up. Patty Mahomes comes in, having been favored in all 13 career playoff starts. The longest streak by any quarterback to begin his career without being an underdog in the Super Bowl era. He's an underdog in this game. The Eagles were 25 and 1 when the season started. Odds to get to this game. That's the biggest preseason long shot to get to the Super Bowl since 2017. When the Eagles were 40 to 1 to get there. ESPN's FPI projection is almost split right down the middle on this one. It has Kansas City winning 51.8% of the time in simulations to 48.2% to the Eagles. The Chiefs are favored to win an FPI by an average of a half a point. That is as razor thin as it gets. The Chiefs and the Eagles. 
the same record, 16-3. and three. They scored the same number of points this year at 546. They have the same number of all pros, both teams with six. Both Kansas City and Philly have not trailed in a game this postseason. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, this will be the first Super Bowl where both teams enter without trailing at any point during the postseason since Super Bowl 39 between the Eagles and the Patriots. Donovan McNabb starting that Super Bowl for Philly. Mahomes and Hurts have been the two best quarterbacks passing from the pocket in the NFL this season in a variety of categories, including the postseason. Mahomes is first in total QBR at 72.7. He's second in touchdown to interception ratio at 37 to 8. Hurts is second in total QBR and first in touchdown to interception ratio, 21 to 4. Additionally, Mahomes is the most touchdown passes from inside the pocket. Hurts is the highest completion percentage. Mahomes led the NFL with 5,250 passing yards during the regular season. No player has ever led the league in passing yards and won the Super Bowl in the same year. At a combined 51 years, 337 days of age on Super Bowl Sunday, these two are going to surpass Joe Montana and Dan Marino as the youngest Super Bowl quarterback matchup of all time. That was in Super Bowl... Oh, boy, what was that one? X-I-X. Is that Super Bowl 19, I believe? Philadelphia racked up 70 sacks during the regular season. That's third most in NFL history while becoming the only team to have four players get 10-plus sacks in a season since sacks became an official stat in 1982. Hassan Reddick led the way with 19-and-a-half sacks, including the playoffs. They rank first in both pass rush win rate at 52% and sack rate at 11%. Fifth in pressure percentage at 33%. Mahomes, who doesn't figure to be as mobile in this game, though he's looking pretty good at the end of the AFC title game. You put consistent pressure on Mahomes, and that certainly ruined Kansas City's chances of winning Super Bowl against Tampa Bay two years ago. But the Chiefs led the NFL in pass block win rate this year at 76%. And let's be honest here. This was not exactly a murderer's row of quarterbacks that the Philadelphia Eagles faced right up until the NFC title game when they almost called in, you know, Bob the concession worker to play quarterback when both Brock Purdy and Jacobs went down. Now, including the postseason, Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones has 17 and a half sacks this year. He can get out there and do that a little bit. You get Jalen Hurts outside the pocket, you can get to him. Interior pressure from Jones, who led all defensive tackles in pass rush win rate, despite being double teamed more than anyone else in the sport playing that position. Jones, 17 and a half sacks, third most by a primary defensive tackle in a season since... Stats became an official stat in 1982. He's already recorded eight pressures as an interior defensive lineman in this postseason. Watch the Kansas City running backs. Pacheco, McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been activated for this game. They are going to use them in the passing game to try and alleviate the pressure that the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line is going to put on this team, on this offense, and particularly Patrick Mahomes. 
Looking to put a little wager on Super Bowl MVP? Of the 71 experts who picked this for ESPN, 33, that's 46%, picked Jalen Hurts to win Super Bowl MVP. Hurts is plus 125. Mahomes is plus 130 as the betting favorites at Caesars. You want to go Travis Kelsey? You can get him at plus 1,000. Eagles receiver A.J. Brown is plus 1,500. This is for Super Bowl MVP. Eagles wide out Devontae Smith plus 2,500. Sanders plus 2,500. Hassan Reddick is plus 3,500. Prediction time, friends. Eagles 28. Chiefs 24. Gonna be right on that line scooter of that Chiefs over under 24. Fly, Eagles, fly. And you might want to take Miles Sanders at plus 2,500 to win the MVP because that is who's taking home that award. That is the Super Bowl Blitz. We're only here till 5 o'clock, so we are going to head down the home stretch and wrap it up when we come back. Stay right there.